TikTok's future looks hazy. TikTok's self-serve ad tools launch. Twitter ignites into dumpster fire. And Reels is coming just in time for TikTok struggles. It's Monday, July 20th, 2020. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 413 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 413 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickert, and yes, back after taking a week or so off, and there's so much to talk about, so I'm just going to dive into things and talk first about TikTok. So TikTok has had quite a run for the last two years in the United States. It's been the number one in the App Store multiple times, and it's been a hit, particularly with Gen Z. But the app has always come with a bit of speculation and concern around security. Being owned by China-based ByteDance, it's made TikTok's future Pretty uncertain at best, especially right now, even though it has 80 million users here in the United States. Uh, Last week, we saw Amazon ask its employees to delete the app before quickly backtracking and saying that that request was a mistake. But then we had Wells Fargo. They asked their employees to do the same thing, and they stuck to the request. It was a legit request. India has banned the app, which may have more to do with geopolitical tensions between India and China. But nonetheless, India has banned the app. And we have right now the Trump administration. They've speculated on banning the app in the U.S. completely. And TikTok has worked to polish its reputation. They've hired a U.S.-based former Disney exec as the CEO. They provided uh, transparency into their practices. And they've worked to create more competition in the digital marketing landscape, pushing against the Facebook Google duopoly, and maybe Amazon's in there too. But all of that, it just hasn't been enough to appeal to some when it comes to encouraging capitalistic competition. There there are valid concerns when it comes to TikTok, but it's difficult to see what's a legitimate concern versus what's related to tensions between the U.S. and China. While TikTok has opened up their platform to address security concerns, concerns remain. Even though many of the things that they're doing, other apps already do. They, they do as well. But if TikTok does go, it, it has implications for marketers regarding being a competitive counterweight to, like I said, Facebook and Google, as well as completely reimagining what content creation and consumption looks like. So this is going to be a story to watch. I could see TikTok becoming a separate company spun off of ByteDance to remain in the United States. But that's what we're going to have to see. But in related news, TikTok lookalike Byte, which was launched by Vine's founder, saw app downloads jump 14,275%. And Instagram is pushing its real service forward hard. And I'm going to be talking about that in a little bit. So users are already looking for TikTok alternatives. Apps like or companies like Facebook, they're already looking to launch their TikTok alternatives. This is definitely going to be something to watch. And it's we haven't seen the end of this one yet. All right, let's jump to our next story and talk about TikTok again, because security concerns 
be damned. TikTok released their self-serve ad tools globally, meaning any advertiser anywhere can launch and measure and report on campaign results on the TikTok platform. This is a pretty big step for TikTok because it appeals to small and medium-sized businesses as well as large businesses that still view TikTok as a place to test rather than invest. And up until this point, TikTok required a minimum spend, which left many marketers out. They couldn't really invest in the TikTok platform. So now they have this self-serve offering. It's a pretty big deal. While it's nothing novel in the space, it is part of a well-proven path to grow as an ad-supported social platform. Everyone from Facebook to Snapchat has implemented similar self-serve feature. And while it's nice to court large businesses, The biggest revenue opportunity right now is in building a base of smaller businesses. We see Facebook benefiting from that at this very moment in the midst of this ad boycott. Yes, a lot of large corporations have pulled out of Facebook, but they still have those small to medium-sized businesses, and those are the cash cow. And now TikTok is at least starting to embrace those businesses as well. All right, let's shift gears from TikTok and talk Twitter because... As I'm sure you've heard, Twitter became quite the dumpster fire this week, but not for the usual reasons. We saw prominent Twitter accounts from the likes of Barack Obama, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and others. They were hacked, and that hack used those Twitter accounts to request users to send Bitcoin to an account in order to have it sent back to them doubled. The scam actually stole $103,000 before accounts were suspended and tweets were deleted while Twitter sorted out the problem. And that resorted to actually blocking all verified accounts from tweeting for some time. This is the, as far as security breaches go, this is the worst Twitter's ever had. And the incident actually sent the stock down 3%. But this is a big deal considering Twitter's massive role in politics, the economy, culture in general. It's unclear how the hack was done, but one can assume it involved getting around protocols like two-factor authentication. And what they're finding is the most likely way was through social engineering one or some of Twitter's employees. Now, Twitter's benefited from a prominent role in society. It's grown from it. It's being used like a news source. But this is a bad look as it looks to move forward, especially as we start to approach these November elections and people start investigating just how much Twitter can be manipulated as it just was in a very prominent, very public way. All right, let's jump to the last story because I want to talk about Instagram's TikTok clone uh, feature. It's going to be coming to more than 50 countries in the next few weeks. You may remember that Reels is a feature that lives within Instagram. It's called Reels. It allows users to record, edit, and share 15-second videos set to music or audio. If that sounds familiar, it should because it's a lot like TikTok. It's been in testing in a few countries, but now with TikTok under a lot of scrutiny, like I said earlier, Instagram's making a point to get this platform out in front of more people. Now, Reels has a few things going for it. First, it's built into Instagram which could help with user adoption because people don't need to download a separate app as they actually had to with Facebook's first TikTok copy and paste service, Lasso. Second, 
TikTok's looking at the possibility of being banned in the United States unless it separates itself from China. That means users have already started looking at TikTok alternatives like Byte, but also soon Reels. What will be interesting, though, is whether or not users embrace Reels' core functionality because it's different than TikTok's. Reels is built off of your network and connections, just like Instagram, just like Facebook. TikTok is an entertainment platform. The algorithm emphasizes watch behavior, not connections. So from, and so it's going to be interesting to see how users respond to that usage behavior when it comes to Reels. From a marketing standpoint, TikTok is really just getting off the ground by formalizing its offering and measurement approaches. Instagram's done that work, and they've had the benefit of having a lot more time to do so. That may mean marketers may become just more comfortable embracing TikTok functionality on Instagram through Reels, similar to how they adopted stories there instead of moving in droves to the stories originator, Snapchat. Uh, You know, Facebook, Instagram, they're good at copying and adopting other features from other platforms and monetizing them quickly. And it's going to be interesting to see if Reels does for Instagram what Stories did for it. All right, that's it for the week's main stories. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened in the last couple of weeks at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. SiriusXM, they're following up their 2018 acquisition of Pandora with the purchase of podcasting service Stitcher for $325 million. Stitcher is a podcasting app, podcast producer, and podcast advertising company with a network of more than 250 shows. The move is the latest signal in just how competitive the podcast landscape has become with Spotify making major headway to steal share from Apple. Facebook may be removing all political ads from its platform ahead of the 2020 election, in the U.S., the move, it's meant to placate critics of Facebook's political moderation policies. Currently, political advertising, it's 1.5% of Facebook's ad revenue. So, so it's a drop in the bucket for the social network and an easy move considering the reputation hit the social network has taken. It will have major ramifications on political spending. However, it Facebook makes up 58% of digital political ad spending in the U.S. And the question is whether or not this actually placates Facebook's critics, because what it's going to do is it's going to limit the ability of candidates without massive organic followings from reaching new voters. So uh, I don't think Facebook really has considered whether or not this is actually a good thing. I think they are just trying to do as many things as possible without having any real major effect on how their platform works, which that's not a good thing. Google's faced multiple charges for monopolistic, monopolistic, wow, practices. And the latest acquisition is Google giving preference over YouTube clips over the same video posted to other platforms with more views and greater engagement. As far as Google's perspective goes, they sent a paper to Australian regulators. And in that, Google argues that it doesn't control enough of the digital ad marketplace to have a monopoly. So what we're going to see is a lot of antitrust accusations and a lot of defenses from these digital platforms. In this case, Google arguing, hey, we don't control enough of the marketplace to have that much control. Definitely another story to watch. NBC streaming platform Peacock, it's here to join the plethora 
of other streaming services out there. The big difference is it has an ad-supported tier with limited content that's absolutely free. Additional programming can be unlocked for $4.99 per month, which is actually kind of confusing. And people can go ad-free for $9.99 per month. It doesn't bring a lot of original programming, but it is positioned sort of as this affordable option. It was supposed to launch with the 2020 Olympics, but Peacock doesn't have that right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how this platform really launches in terms of user adoption. In terms of ads, Peacock's going for quality, not quantity. They're showing five minutes of ads per hour that range from shoppable ads that allow users to buy products, trending ads that run next to the most timely content, solo ads that give advertisers exclusivity to a show, and more. Facebook is planning to introduce a music video section within Watch featuring officially licensed videos. Music videos are some of the most watched content on YouTube. They make up 22% of YouTube viewership. Where Facebook might win with artists is through a favorable ad revenue split, one that's more favorable than what they currently get with YouTube. Hulu is launching a self-serve ad platform called Hulu Ad Manager, which will allow smaller businesses to launch programmatic, automated ad campaigns within the Hulu platform. Now, while this is something that's nothing new for social platforms like Facebook or, as I spoke about earlier, TikTok, it is kind of interesting for streaming services. Roku only recently released a self-serve ad product in May. And lastly, brand profiles may be coming to Snapchat. Currently, 30 major brands are testing the feature, which allows brands to have features similar to creator profiles on Snapchat. These profiles can be subscribed to, and they also allow brands to post videos that don't disappear, along with a home for AR lenses they've created, and an app storefront. The move definitely positions Snapchat to be much more business friendly. All right, that's it for episode 413 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.